like, you know, I started doing spiritual work when I was 21. And I feel that the breakthrough has only happened since I started working with you in human design. I've always had gut feelings. They've always been there and I've always ignored them mm-hmm. to my detriment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now to be able to follow that, it's a game changer. Like my life just flows collectively when I'm just trusting trusting my gut. Welcome to episode seven of the Level Up with KDB podcast. In this episode, I am speaking with one of the incredible humans that I have had the pleasure of working with in my five-month human design immersion coaching package called Consciously Create Your Life. Christy is the proud mama of two beautiful boys and the owner of a thriving photography business, Christy L Photography. She's based in Tasmania and specializes in bringing love stories to life. For the past 17 years, she has been capturing love stories and fully immersing herself in a journey of self-discovery and healing, leading her to her most amazing year yet as she approaches Club 40. She is a self-confessed basketball fanatic and her two non-negotiables in life are chips and gravy and margaritas. Christy is a sacral generator who also has a deep connection to her emotions and in this episode she shares her story about how her love for love has shaped her life, how embodying her human design and reconnecting with her gut response has been a game changer in terms of stepping into flow in life and business and how when she finally accepted that putting her own physical mental, spiritual, and emotional well-being first was essential to achieving success, she unlocked a new level of badassery. If you're interested in joining my crew of incredible clients like Christy and leveling up your life with human design, check out the tools for your success link in the show notes. I currently have one spot available for Consciously Create Your Life, which is a five-month human design immersion coaching package that Christy has just completed. Definitely check out that link to find out more and register if you know that it's time to start saying yes to yourself and experiencing more flow in life and business. Settle in for this epic episode. Christy, welcome to the Level Up with KDB podcast. I am so bloody thrilled to have you here, to get to have a yarn with you. It's 6am in Perth. What time is it in Tassie? Uh, it is 10 past nine. We're smashing goals this morning. You've already been to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Christy, when we first met, I remember one thing stood out probably above and beyond everything else that you said to me. You said to me, I just fucking love love. <laughs> and I remember thinking at, at the time, like, what a beautiful human to be so connected to your ability and your desire to love, and also so aware of love being a guiding force in your life. Can you tell me, like, do you feel as if love is and has always been kind of, I guess, a main guiding force in your life, or has it developed as you got older? Do you feel like you remember it as a child? I feel it's definitely developed uh, more as through wedding photography Mm -hmm. and I feel that I've chased it more 
you know, later in life. I think everybody experiences love differently as a child. So I think you have more control of it when you're older, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Your deep connection to your heart, your emotions and love is probably part of what gives you the edge when it comes to capturing the most magical moments on your clients' wedding days because your photos are absolutely stunning. When you started your photography business, was it what was it that drew you to weddings in particular? I just I'd been to a couple of weddings and just taken photos off my own bat. Like obviously I wasn't hired. Um, my cousin Emma's wedding was the first one where I, you know, mucked around and thought, I love this and I love weddings and how everyone's happy and it's, you know, just a happy day. And I do feed off love. That sounds really creepy, <laughs> but it's like, it is like a life force for me. Like it just, it fills me up. Well, that comes through in your photography for sure. And I know when we were working together, especially in the early days, I remember you saying spending time at weddings, like it was just, yeah, like you say, life force energy was kind of created for you as you were spending time watching these people on their on their wedding days. And as a generator, your human design energy type is generator, right? So your whole purpose i mean our i'm a generator as well and our what we share with the collective is that when we do the things that light us up when we do the things that feel really fucking good to us that's when we share our energy that's when we have access to sustainable energy and that's when we create the most magic so i love that just being around weddings and and being able to capture other people's beautiful love stories is like that's what you get to do every day and I think your photography would make even the most grinchy grinch want to be (laughs) in love (laughs) (laughs) once they look at your photography work it's just stunning so how do you think this connection that you have to I to me it seems like a connection to your emotions like you allow yourself to feel all the feels would you say Oh, I do. I I feel it deep in my soul. And I I've always oh, it's probably only been in the last few years actually. I've really allowed myself to immerse myself in the love story, not just be there to take photos. So I will listen to the ceremony and really look at the way, you know, they're looking at each other, the little touches and like I've got goosebumps even just talking about it. Like it it's really special, but I stopped just being on robot mode, you know, and getting the shot list in my head and actually really stopping down. Like sometimes I think people would look at me at a wedding and think, is she actually doing anything? Because part of it for me is really, uh, like I always say to the couple, we're in like a love bubble together and I jump in your love bubble with you (laughs) and we're in there like, and then I make throuple jokes and things like that. You know, for that time, I I kind of, oh, this sounds cheesy, but I kind of become an extension of them. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think the magic happens because I put my ego and my shit aside and what I should get, you know, oh, I should get this shot, I should do this, I should do what everyone else is doing. I don't do that. I'm like, right, I'm going to capture the way these guys love each other. Oh, God, that is just so beautiful, but also just with my human design brain, the perfect example of following your design on another level. So 
as you know, as generators, we we kind of have this ability to spark joy, like create excitement to to make other people will feel our energy. But because of that, we can shoot ourselves into doing a lot of things. We can shoot ourselves into uh, complying with, you know, the standards or the norms. And the way that you just said that you're like, I don't should myself anymore when I'm on the job. You're like, you're an extension of them. I have no doubt that that is part of why you're so successful in your business. And also uh, why, again, your photography is so damn magical. Thank you. So how do you think that this connection to your emotions and love affects you? Obviously, it inf- it's infused into everything you do in your photography business, but how has it affected you in your life? Are there any challenges you've faced throughout your life with this kind of ability to really flow with your emotions, feel your emotions and be guided by love? Yeah, it's a kind of hadn't really opened opened that portal until a few years ago and things started to shift then and then I think the biggest shifts happened when I started to do the work with you on my uh, human design uh, and really starting to honour honor that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's been it's been a journey, that's for sure. But I definitely am flowing better and capturing love differently than what I used to. Like I think I've always told people's love stories, uh, but it's only been probably really the last year where I've really just let myself be immersed in it. Mm. What does that mean? What does like letting yourself be immersed in it? What does that look like? I was thinking about this question and. I don't know if I can explain it properly, but I've been a bit unlucky in love myself, which is ironic, (laughs) wedding photographer, and I just hadn't met the right person yet and, you know, just chasing chasing the wrong thing, I think. So I think when I used to photograph um, people's weddings, especially elopements, I felt myself thinking, I want this. And that's why I think that I used to get really emotional thinking that it wasn't out there for me. And so I'd cry at weddings and things like that. And I thought, oh, this is just, you know, it's obviously something that I really want myself. And then, yeah, I think it's about eight months ago, I met the right person. And I think I'm even more emotional now at weddings because I can relate more, if that makes sense. So I always kind of thought that I was acting the way I was at weddings and taking on all the emotions and stuff because I didn't have that kind of love story myself. But now I have that and I'm probably even more emotional. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting when you say you've kind of historically been unlucky in love I think I've I've spoken to a lot of people who kind of relate to that and I always wonder if, you know, part of the journey of of being unlucky in love, so to speak, is actually being able to really dial in on what you actually want out of a relationship, what you actually want out of love, the hard lessons of 
this is what I don't want. This is what I don't want to get myself into again, allowing you to actually eventually find the most dreamy, (laughs) beautiful, long lasting, sustainable love. Do you feel like that now on reflection? Oh, definitely. And it's all little steps and it's all learning and and it's all growth. I think if you don't grow through those relationships, then you can either become stuck in them or you can resent them and close your heart up. And what I've been through collectively, I think that it would have been easy for me just to shut my heart off and and just do my own thing um, because it was getting to the stage where I didn't think that 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 love story was out there for me mm-hmm. and I'm glad I didn't shut my heart off but on reflection I don't think it's possible it's <laughs> just so bloody huge that I think it'd be a shame if I had done that so I'm glad I didn't. Yeah I remember when we first started working together and we talked a lot about self-love and self-worth and kind of doubling down on that and helping that be the fuel that allows you to set really good boundaries with not just your romantic relationships in your life, but your, you know, every relationship, your family, your your kids, everything, and allowing you to step in your power by doubling down on that self-worth and self-love. Do you feel like you, I mean, a lot of people talk about you have to love yourself unconditionally before you find the right love. Do you believe in that? I'm I'm not so sure, but I'd love to know your take on it. Because I think having strong self-love and self-worth is brilliant, obviously, because it allows you to to be really confident in forcing your boundaries, knowing what your boundaries are. But do any of us really love ourselves? Like, do you have to go into a relationship in full love and acceptance of yourself for it to be successful? What do you think? No, I don't think so. I think the basis definitely has to be there. And that's how I think I met my current partner because I was doing the work with you and and really working on that self-love and self-acceptance. But it's definitely, it's still not 100%, but I think that's the difference in when you find someone that is supportive and doesn't add constant drama to your life, that gives you the room to love yourself and when. And when they just look at you like you're a sparkly diamond, <laughs> you start to see yourself a bit differently. So I'm a big believer in the basis has to be there. But if you meet the right person and you can grow together, I think that self-love comes naturally when you're being loved right. Yeah. Yes. So I totally agree with that. And I think that we, when you do find the right relationship, you kind of, you get to evolve and build more self-love with yourself, both couple, both half of the couple, and then also help each other, support each other in developing that for each other. And open and honest communication obviously is like a game changer with that. And also I remember one of the things we were working on for a while was you were just like, I just want to show up in all my like badass Christy glory. Like I want to go out and wear the things and do the things and just like not dim to fit in anymore. And it wasn't long after that was your main focus. Like that was one of your biggest goals was like, I just want to go out and live my life in the way that feels really fucking delicious to me. And it wasn't that long after that you met your partner, right? Like, so- I know, yeah. And I've 
still continue to do that because he just supports my like crazy color um as he says Carrie Bradshaw um I you know I'm wearing neon pink pants and lipstick and leopard and I'm rocking that shit and also just yeah just really showing up as myself because I don't it's hard to explain and I think it is the human design and being loved right and also I've really got some epic people around me at the moment in my life Mm -hmm. and it just helps you just be you. Totally. And I think that's where the, you know, you mentioned self-love and self-worth being a really beautiful foundation to enter into relationships. And I think part of the reason that that's so applicable is that you do start attracting people that really value you for you exactly the way you are. There's no, it's almost like there's no conditions to the friendships and the love that you attract into your life because you're like showing up, you doing you, and in the doing of that, you attract people that just think you're the bomb.com for just being you, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But it's a journey to get there. And I think that's one of the biggest gifts that human design gives us is helping you peel back the layers of conditioning, helping you come back to to know that you are already such a badass. Let's take off all the coats of conditioning and work through the traumas so that you can get back to that baseline level of magic. And we spoke a lot about you sprinkling your Christy magic all (laughs) over everything. And I just think you're such a beautiful example of doing that in your life. Thank you. So Christy, in your business, you are obviously very successful in your business. You are experiencing at the moment, you said that March is a full month of back-to-back weddings almost. Do you feel like you're in flow with your business at the moment? Oh, that's the that's a big question. I feel that I'm in flow with my life at the moment because I've really taken a strong focus on my health and because I think that a successful business follows on from being healthy. So I've kind of switched focus at the moment, uh, doing a gym challenge and trying to focus on that. So I feel that I'm out of flow a bit with business, but I've got some cool chicks on board helping me do some stuff. So I think flow for me is delegating and getting that organisation and just running running the business a bit more smoothly. Mm-hmm. So not trying to do it all yourself? Yes, and also not trying to just keep up with everyone and what you should be posting and all that sort of stuff. So I'm trying really hard to be present on social media at the moment a bit more than usual. I've just realised that I was going to post before I jumped on here and I forgot. So. I think that I just need to <laughs> create a bit of flow with some lists and, and things because I work better with lists and being accountable that way. It's interesting that you say that you feel like you're in flow with life, but maybe not necessarily with your business right at this moment. I always feel like with my business and also with my flying career, I 
I have to have like a baseline level of flow in my life to be able to be successful in those other areas. And like you say, my physical health is probably one of the most important things that I prioritize in order to show up the best way possible in business and, you know, in my day day job. I think that that's a foundational level of actually cultivating like really strong mental, emotional energetic resilience is when we really nurture our bodies. So I actually think you prioritizing your physical health is no doubt that that will flow into your business. And it sounds like it already has because you're realizing that, you know, you don't have to do it all. Delegating is like the perfect way to get into flow. What's the biggest shift that you've realized since you've been prioritizing your physical health? I just, I feel better. I've got more energy. I suffer a lot from gut issues and that's improved. So that's been amazing. And I've had a bad back for 17 years and uh, just getting my health intact. So I'm not going to be out of work because I don't get any sick days. So I can't ring someone up on the day of their wedding and be like, oh, guys, you know, I can't get out of bed. So I'm not going to come capture the most important day of your life. Sorry. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> there's, yeah, there's no sick days. Since COVID, it's a bit different. We've got a beautiful network of photographers here in Tassie where we now have people that we can call on if, you know, uh, you are really, really unable to, but you just push yourself. I, I can't even mention on here things that I've gone through and had to go and show up for someone's wedding and still be my bright and bubbly self and I mean one of them was my grandmother died on the Friday morning and I had a wedding that Friday afternoon and I had to put all that to the back which as you know you know you lose one of the most important people in your in your life and you almost have to forget about it for a second such a testament to your commitment to your work and also your resiliency in general because I can only imagine you having to have this ability to compartmentalize so that you can be in that love bubble 100% with the people that are there at the wedding. Absolutely because it's their special day and you just you literally you leave your shit at the door no matter what you're going through there's no way you're going to let it impact their day. So it, it is a skill that I'm grateful for, um, but you've just got to let yourself be aware of feeling the feels at a later date. So there's a big thing in the wedding industry called a wedding hangover. And so the day after, especially a, a large wedding, not so much with elopements because they fill you cup on a whole different level. But a large wedding when, you know, you're around 140-odd people and you're having to get everybody to do all the things and you're just on for like five, six hours, your brain doesn't stop. And so often on a Sunday you'll just find me on the couch watching Netflix just being a potato because I've got nothing left in me. Like that energy is just zapped in a really good way, you know, like I love being around people on their wedding day, but the day after, I might as well just get on the tequila the night before because I feel the bloody same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I love that you brought this up. So there are so many things that you just talked about. First of all, as a generator, there is this 
I mean, we create energy. We create energy for the collective. That's part of what we came here to share with the collective is when we do the work that we love, our sacral literally fizzes and we our energetic body kind of expands and we share that energy with the people around us. But there is a misconception that that means that we are just fucking fizzing 24-7. And what I've experienced as a generator is that, yes, when I'm doing the things that I love, like talking to rad people on the podcast or coaching or even flying airplanes, you know, all the things that I love, I do create energy and I can tap into like almost a reserves tank and just keep going and going. But then I come home and I am like, I have a deep need for rest. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for generators and manifesting generators out there to know that if you're not feeling like you're fizzing 24-7, then that's totally normal. And actually, we're here to, you know, do the things that we love, share our energy, create energy through that space. And then we just need to rest as well. Like that shit that people literally are picking up on your energy, Christy, at the wedding. They are picking up on your the the excitement, the energy that you're creating is being shared. So there's no doubt in my mind that that would impact you. But also, obviously, there's a lot of brain power that goes into capturing the most magical moments of weddings. So I love that you embrace the sitting on the couch and and Netflixing. Do you embrace it, though? Are you happy to sit and chill? Do you feel any of that guilt that I know a lot of women in particular feel when they sit down? Or are you like, yeah, I just know I need this? It's taken me a while, but I I can embrace it now. I mean, Sunday mornings are usually spent doing a sneak peek for the couple, so it's not without having any work to do. So once I get that done and then I know that I can just focus on rebuilding that energy and and I'm quite happy to do nothing uh, these days for a short amount of time. And it's just it's working well. Um, I don't feel guilty about it and because, you know, I am doing all the things for myself physically through the week and Sundays really are just a nothing day for me at the moment and I'm really like I'm not mad about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, I love it so much. I think just relaxing, just replenishing your energy. People, like if we can shift the kind of narrative on that to it's it's not a treat, right? It's an essential part of us being able to show up for our businesses, for our families sustainably. Otherwise, you expose yourself to burnout, frustration, tiredness, all the things that are not productive energy to put into anything in life. Definitely. So the other thing that you mentioned is showing up you know, you mentioned your grandma passed away and you went to a wedding that afternoon. And there's probably been so many times that you can remember where you've showed up to work despite maybe not feeling emotionally well, physically well. And I think there's a lot of talk these days about hustle culture and saying no to hustle culture. And I find this a really interesting topic because I also don't believe in hustle and and pushing ourselves to the point of exhaustion, but I do believe that if you want to create the life that you've been envisioning, there is work involved, and so we have to take aligned action. And when we're doing the jobs that we love, when we're running the businesses that we love, you know, it makes it easier for you to show up or know that you're showing up for a larger purpose. But I'd love to know what your 
outlook is or your opinion is on hustle culture? Uh, well, I've been very big on hustle culture. I've been doing or running my business for 17 years now and I had to hustle hard in the start. Single mum of two boys, had four different jobs at one stage, building up my photography business and then I got to the stage where it's full-time income on part-time hours and so then I could not only shop for myself but for my boys as well. Uh, so I hustled bloody hard. like, But it was around the time when hustle culture was trending and it's not <laughs> So I'm kind of rolling with the trend and I'm taking the foot off the pedal a bit and that can be a bit scary. Like I, I have no work in May. And that's the first time in 17 years and and that's a, you know, I've set myself up so it's not a big deal. I could have a year off if I want but in my mind I'm like, oh, you can't have a month off work. Like that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, I mean we were talking earlier about how when you run your own business, it's so easy to just keep going and going and going, especially when you love it so much, when you've got that deep connection to it. And, you know, it's not only providing for you and your family, but it is scratching an itch, right? Like you get to do the shit that you love on a daily basis. So when people call you up and you've kind of planned maybe a week or a month off and you're like, oh, but I love it. I love it. Yeah. But you're like, oh, but I promised myself I was going to have a holiday. It can be really tricky to find that balance, do you find? Yeah, but I I do it. And the good thing about that is, is I've created this space in my life. So then when my beautiful forever clients send me a message and, and want something, I can actually be there to do that for them, mm-hmm. uh, which I love. And I've pretty much closed my books on new clients so I can service my old clients better and and it is like catching up with friends like so I do push my boundaries for my favorite clients which you know I I can't even count on my hands because the most of these people have been with me for the 17 years and you know now I'm doing leavers dinner photos for babies that I took photos for and it's just it's not work which is why I feel okay to push those boundaries and say, oh, yeah. But honestly, I get bored. I had five days off the other week and I was like, this is shit. <laughs> I got back to work and it was with, you know, some regulars and I just, my cup was full again and I'm like, this is just, this is what I do and I can't imagine not doing it anymore. Like I think I'm going to be one of those old ladies with the camera and oh, love those people that can't retire because they just love it so much. So it sounds to me like the the early days of your business, there was a lot more energetic output, just making things work. As you say, you had so much, you know, looking after two boys and building a business and working other jobs by the sounds of it. Yeah. And that set you up to now be able to decide when you work, what you invest your time and energy in and not have to be so much in that high energetic output phase if you don't want to be. And that is a common theme that I have noticed with all the women that I've interviewed on this podcast so far. They're all highly successful, but they all believe so much in, you know, taking aligned action. Like you cannot create success 
without taking some sort of action. But the one thing that keeps you grounded in knowing and being able to move through those times of high energetic output is being firmly attached to your why. For you, it sounds like it was your kids in the beginning and now it's it's so much love for your clients and your job, would you say? Yeah, definitely. It's it's kind of it's been an interest all my life uh photography i didn't really think so but looking back on photos that i'd taken even as a kid um and it's always been an interest so to be able to turn that into a career and something that i love like i do i pinch myself it's i just feel so lucky uh but it has it's it's been a lot of hard work and and now as you say i can I can pick and choose. Like in the start, I did everything, photographed everything, which is kind of what you have to do. And then as you start to build that client basis and and word of mouth gets around, then you can start to think, okay, well, what what are the shoots that bring me the most joy? And it's so funny with photography because everybody thinks that you must be good at everything. Like people say to me, oh, you must take really good landscape shots and things like that. And I'm like, I'm a shit landscape photographer. Like I just, people are my jam and capturing that emotion. And and I really think that I, I do that well. Like I think anybody can take a beautiful portrait of a couple, but to capture their true essence and for them to walk away and, you know, have that image to show their grandkids and they go, wow, you're just so in love. Like. That's my why. I can feel your passion for photographing humans. I'm sure the listeners can feel it as well. Your ability to capture the moments, like human moments, raw human moments, and your passion for doing that just comes through so much. You've obviously managed to find a pretty sweet balance and your business is constantly evolving and you're still, you know, you're in a different phase of your business now where you're starting to get more people working for you, find more balance between, you know, doing it all yourself and and having a team working for you. What would be your biggest advice for women running their own business, high achieving women, and in particular, women that identify as being highly sensitive? What would your piece of advice, one pearl of wisdom be for them in order to achieve sustainable, long-lasting success like you have? I think it's your core showing up for yourself and really setting those boundaries and finding that balance because it wasn't until I started looking after myself as a whole, body, mind and spirit, it wasn't until then I really started to enjoy it. And because being sensitive, you can kind of hyper-focus on all the things you should be doing. But through human design, I've learned to really trust my gut and that's been the biggest thing and really just sit with it and be, okay, is this is this working for me? And just be really honest with yourself. And in general, the biggest thing that I've learned is to cut the excuses and really just be honest with yourself. That's relevant, but it's the biggest lesson that I've learned lately. Yeah, well, it takes bravery to, first of all, prioritise your emotional, mental, physical health above other things. 
even though we, a lot of us consciously know that we need to do that if we are going to put all our love and skills into our business in a way that's sustainable. We all know that deep down we need to look after ourselves, but it takes bravery to actually follow through with that. And then it takes time to learn to trust your like your gut response. As you said, as a generator, our sacral is guiding us. And essentially that's part of our intuitive language. And it does take time to tune into that. For me, especially into my late teens, early 20s, I think I turned off my intuition somewhat because I was just so wrapped up in living life, just doing my thing. And then conditioning started getting its claws into me a little bit more, a little bit more. And I feel like up until my sort of mid 30s, early 30s, I was somewhat disconnected from my intuition. And so coming back to that has been a process for me and learning to trust it has been even more of a process. Did you find the same? Oh, absolutely. As I said, it's only been the last few years and I had a few catalysts for change, I guess you would say. And it really, I really had to stop and check in with myself and and it's just been constant work. You know, I started doing spiritual work when I was 21 and I feel that the breakthrough has only happened since I started working with you in human design. But I also feel that it was all the lead up to that and trying to get that self-awareness. But I've always had gut feelings. They've always been there and I've always ignored them mm-hmm. to my detriment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now to be able to follow that, it's a game changer. Like my life just flows collectively when I'm just trusting trusting my gut. Oh, my God. So powerful, hey? And I am so grateful for you to share that story because, as I say, it does take bravery because a lot of us have spent so so long turning down that noise of our intuition, like turning it down, almost giving our power away to external influence. And And at some point, I think a lot of us go through, and I think business actually can often be the catalyst for us going like, fuck, this isn't working. That Doing the things the way I'm told I should do it is not working. I need to figure out how to do this in a way that serves me, that feels good to me. And I think often as an entrepreneur, it's your business kind of the success of your business that is the catalyst for that kind of coming back to your intuition, allowing you to trust yourself and trust your own decision-making process. So yeah, I think for anyone out there who is on that journey, it is just so freaking rewarding, wouldn't you say, Christy? Oh, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Well, is there any last words of wisdom you've got to share with us, Christy, about life, love, business? Yeah, there's probably one and it, it was just a few weeks ago actually and my amazing magical kind of healer man Lionel said to me and I really, you know, took it on board because he's a as a straight shooter and he doesn't muck around but he's also one of the most incredible people on the planet. And he said to me, oh, you should be, I went and had an adjustment and he said you should be taking this supplement to help and I won't use the words and stuff but and I said ah I'm really bad at taking sups and he goes so what you're telling me is you don't give a shit about yourself I said what and he goes 
that's just an excuse you're making and you, you're not taking care of yourself. So, and he always says, who's the most important person on this planet? You are. And if you don't take care of yourself, nobody else is going to do it for you. So making those excuses is you not caring enough about yourself to look after yourself. And I, it was like a light bulb moment. I thought, you know what? That is absolutely 100% correct. So since that day, I've cut the excuses. I have showed up at the gym nearly every goddamn day and pushing through all sorts of boundaries and stuff that I've created for myself over time and just like honestly I'm just kicking ass at the moment so yeah <laughs> it oh was my- those words and I and it is true and I think so many people think that they're selfish if they're putting their own you know health and needs ahead of anybody else's but it's the age-old thing of you've got to fill your own cup up first like Mm. and so I'm unapologetic about that now Ah. I look at me so then I can look after the people around me that's a mic drop for both you and Lionel (laughs) we need to get Lionel on the podcast what a legend I love him (laughs) he sounds like a dude and I'm so grateful that you have his support and wisdom in your life and I'm just so happy for you to to actually be Owning that unapologetically. Do you know, it's interesting because Jordan Peterson, do you know Jordan Peterson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, is it 12 Rules for Life? Uh, I think that's the name of his first book. He talks about how humans are more likely to give their their pets, so like give their dogs their daily medicine than take their own medicine. And, yep. and it, you know, for the same reason that Lionel said, like, stop making excuses. You've got to look after yourself. Look, what happens if you don't take your medicine and you die? No one's there to give your dog the medicine, right? Like, yep. <laughs> And that's, uh, I think, a beautiful metaphor for just life in general, right? We've got to look after ourselves for sure. Definitely. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your words of wisdom. I have got so much love and respect for you, Christy. I think you're one of the most incredible humans I've ever had the pleasure to work with. And now I feel like we've just have this beautiful friendship that I'm sure will last for our lifetime. And I'm just grateful to have you in my life. So thanks for taking the time to A, be in my life and B, be on my podcast. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm sorry, but you stuck with me for life because... (laughs) We're bros now. <laughs> we are bros. Oh, my God. Uh, and this is why I love coaching so much. And I, I do believe that I'm really good at attracting the most incredible humans. So, yeah, yeah, let's uh, continue this friendship forever. And <laughs> um, I can't wait for the listeners to hear this incredible podcast. So thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining Christy and I here today. If you want to find out more about Christy or check out her incredible work, you can find her on Instagram at Christy L Photography Taz or head to her website, christylphotography.com.au. I will link those in the show notes. If you are interested in joining my crew of badass clients like Christy and leveling up your life with human design, check out the tools for your success link in the show notes. I have one spot available at the moment for Consciously Create Your Life, which is the five-month human design immersion coaching package that Christy has just completed. So 
definitely check out that link to find out more and register if you know it's time to start saying yes to yourself and experiencing more flow in life and business. If you liked what you heard today, why not like, share, or maybe even write a review? It really helps more people hear the podcast, and that just makes me so happy. Until next time, take care, stay safe, and keep milking the shit out of life. I will catch you in the next episode.